0: Hi. You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore.
1: Hello and welcome to Nagi Talk. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. All the things. All the, Christmas all the things. Music. I got yeah. a red shirt and on. You are. You're very looking very professional today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're listening, he's uh, wearing a hoodie and a hat because uh, yeah. I'm working you're on my day. Taking some time. Kind some of some on, on. off. Yeah. So
0: Monday's are like a weird day for me because I'm not really like in the office because I'm spending that day with the Lord, man. Now, all day in the in the secret room. No scripture, I know, yeah. I know. Seriously, man. I know, yeah. So like, <laughs> In it the makes it, it's it's y'all like it because I'm not bothering y'all on Mondays, and <laughs> we get a lot done it, on Mondays. It helps me just to kind of get ahead, you know, because I'm thinking about yes, that sermon all get, week.
1: Yes, that's right, because it's, it's in your heart, it's in your... It's, we could do it, a it whole, weighs, oh, man. whole episode on yeah, it pastors and It lives in your head and in coaching, your heart for yeah. sure, and you're just constantly thinking about it. So, yeah. anyway, how was Thanksgiving?
0: Thanksgiving was uh, it was thankful, <laughs> a thankful day of giving. Yeah. I came to the uh, Bayshore Community yeah. Thanksgiving, and it was really awesome. Uh, shout out to Cassie, Cassie and Lee. Alice for yeah. just doing, a great, uh, doing a great job. I feel like it was the smoothest one I've been a part i think it's kind
1: of it's um, running well we had a lot of deliveries yeah. i think more deliveries this year than we've had okay. uh, which is good yeah that is good um yeah. i think we advertising yeah. and getting the word out which yeah. was good 537 meals okay uh, yeah. was the official number that's good um yeah. so we're thankful to I, be think, able to I think i think it was
0: lower in number just because less volunteers yeah, yeah less yeah.
1: volunteers and i think there are a few people who ate on campus but there were Looking at the delivery list, we had a lot of people, individuals that we got to deliver. Man,
0: people coming from Crestview, Fort Walton. It was good. There were churches there that could have, but it's all good. We're happy to serve. (laughs) Happy to serve. And then we hung out with our family. Yeah, I did. So I started a diet the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Why did you do that? I know. Because well, I'm Saturday, Saturday fat, after, after, and Saturday. I lost two
1: pounds this week. Wow! Which I'm go. like, that is wow. Seriously, <laughs> over Thanksgiving because I week.
0: I did still do Thanksgiving and yeah, and of course I was like, oh, there's still pumpkin cheesecake. I gotta yeah. eat it. Mm. So uh, so I'm great. How was your Thanksgiving? It was
1: good. You know, it was we went to we traveled, saw family in Atlanta, saw some family here as well as they came down to uh, Florida. At the end of the week good times good time with the kids and lots of food you know my favorite i love dressing and i ate so much dressing because it's the only time of year you eat it and it's so good and i ate a lot of it so i was happy with that and we watched a lot of football i call it um, stuffing Does well that there's mean, different there's a difference stuffing stuffing i mean traditionally stuffing is cooked inside the turkey oh. stuff but it's a different thing like if you think stove like, top is not No, that's, that's stuff that's stuffing yeah. yeah, dressing yeah. is different. It's yeah. there's like yeah. I like dressing too. It's, I like it all. It's so good. The it's only so thing, good. yeah, I,
0: I I don't like cranberry sauce that much. But
1: I don't either, unless it's on top of dressing. Ironically, if it's yeah. on dressing with some gravy, that that you I'm get surprised the, I this, don't like
0: cranberry oh, sauce. Man. But I are just we making don't. you
1: hungry, Vagi? Talk. Uh, you well, it's last Christmas week, so. time. Yeah. There so there let's go.
0: let's move on and <laughs> hey, fun. we uh, are really uh, focusing in together as a church on Christmas time. Yeah, because it's Advent and. and. And so, sermons. And in addition to that, something new, I I don't know that it's been done before here at this church, at least new uh, since we've been here Mm and the last 20 so years,
1: is an Advent guide written by our own church members. That's right. Yeah, this is really exciting. So, we have an Advent guide. If you haven't picked yours up, you can pick one up um, at the boat or uh, at the welcome desk. Also, it's available, a digital version. For those is available. who don't
0: live in Niceville, we don't actually have like a church boat. We're not that big. Uh, uh, you know,
1: we're, we're, we're close in yeah, Niceville. Yeah. But, it's um, a children's check in desk. Yeah, our yeah. children's check in area. Uh, but we, it's also available online, churchonbayshore.org. You can go uh, there and you can find a digital copy of it as well. And really, oh, this, I didn't even know that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it is. It's there online. You can download it, read it on your tablet. Uh, it'll be too small for your phone um, to read on your phone. But really, this kind of came from um, one, we just as we were sermon prepping and kind of calendaring out the year to say, Hey, we've got this time. We can do this in Christmas. Uh, should we do something? And then some people have asked, Hey, why don't we do Advent? And which we've
0: explained that before we
1: have. And we talked about it. And so we talked about, but we're we're doing it, but we're doing it. So, so uh, we're not going to be Baptist anymore. So we were just, uh uh, somebody's going to post that. Right. Oh man. Uh, I don't care. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So we are uh, for clarity. We are. That was a joke. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Um, So really, just uh, taking this time to intentionally, as a church, to prepare Him a room uh, is kind of what Advent is all about. <laughs> you say Him a room? Prepare Him
0: room. Oh, uh, the way you said it, it's like Him a room. And it's from the
1: let like every prepare heart him prepare room. Him room. Yeah, know, but it sounds like you said a room. A room. Well, you know, if I don't know if you compartmentalize Jesus like some Christians do. Mm, that'll oh, preach. Burn! Oh man, that's coming <laughs> to on. a sermon near you. Come on. Um, I'm going to so, use that one, Justin Wyatt. So let's talk about yeah. Advent. Let's talk about what yeah. it is, a little bit of the history, of why we're doing it this year. Um, yeah. So quickly because
0: I'm. Getting bored because I'm Baptist. that. Uh, you're, I you're to, like ah, that sounds no, I'm like I'm just Catholic. kidding.
1: No, so really, Advent, uh, uh, you can trace it back and can be traced all the way back to eighty three eighty is kind of the earliest recordings of it. Mm. But really, sounds very uh, It's it's let's just talk about because but people don't care really in America don't care about history much. They <laughs> care about right. right now. That's right. So yeah, yeah. Advent, didn't, so people act like Advent is this like. People have been doing this in America since the Pilgrims came out. No, no, they haven't. They haven't. Mm. Uh, in fact, um, again, it's not Advent, American. Yeah, exactly. Advent in its modern <laughs> it's not iteration is not American. Exactly, it's not at all. Um, Sounds like I'm against <laughs> it. Like somehow, <laughs> it
0: somehow, you guys like right. got this by that's me. That's right. Ha ha. Now you're yeah, having right. to like you, fake support. Next time you take a day off and wear your hoodie, you're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna be doing. You know,
1: Lent. That's right. <laughs> oh man, that's coming. Um, but so uh, Advent. Advent in its modern iteration and a lot of the practices of of what we would say Advent with the the four weeks and hope, joy, peace, and love uh, really... Uh, come from Germany uh, and came over to America. I thought you were going to say Hobby Lobby wall art. <laughs> <laughs> hobby Lobby wall, well, well, wall art. Interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, as it came over from Germany after World War II, it still wasn't popularized until the 50s when President Eisenhower was photographed with his family doing an Advent uh, devotion book. Uh, then oh, wow. marketers caught on that they could sell this mm, in America, marketers. and uh, and thus uh, now mm. we've seen a lot of. Great Growth in Advent because of Hobby Lock. Cadbury uh, is actually one of the first uh, publishers of an Advent calendar in mm. America because they mm. tied it to chocolate. We have a Lego, we have a Lego calendar. calendar. We got it last year. Basically, after any toy now, there's an ad because marketers yes. have figured, hey, yeah. this is. So uh, we're but gonna, we
0: are serious.
1: About yeah, that's Advent. right. So we're kind of uh, really. Reclaiming this, I guess, uh, right. from, from marketing. And what's right. interesting about uh, Advent is that historically, uh, the the word comes from the Latin word adventus, which comes from the Greek word parousia. Uh, and it really means, a, it's a word that means uh, the coming or arrival. And in the New Testament, it's used about his, his birth and the second mm-hmm. coming. So historically, Advent mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. a double focus, a focus on Christ's birth and his second coming. Now, in modern America, the focus of Advent is almost exclusively on his first coming, the birth. However, as we've planned Advent, we've really tried to keep... the focus of, of the, uh, first his birth and his second coming, uh, in line and in view as we're going through this okay. season. So, uh, that's, that's important to know. So yeah. as we talk about the advent, we're talking about the arrival of Christ, the, the Christ child, but also the return of Christ and his coming as King. Um, And that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. And so, uh, man, we hope you would
0: take part in that. And um, we hope that it makes Christmas even more meaningful. And I think what you will notice, uh, I think about uh, we do Christmas in a box uh, as a family and we fail and don't do it every day. (laughs) And if you You catch up and if you are focusing on Advent, there's a good chance you won't do it every day. And you know what that reminds you of? It reminds you that the point of Advent is not our faithfulness in the waiting. It's his faithfulness. His faithfulness. faithfulness.
1: The coming. Yeah. Woo, you know, come on. So, like you're like your preacher. Yeah. Yeah. So it that's is. almost
0: as good as the thing you said a minute ago that I already forgot.
1: Oh, about putting a compartmentalized yes, Jesus yes, in a room. Yeah. yeah. That was. You good. know, I, I think, needed that because it's coming you to know, a sermon. We came about this like because our kids ministry and Lucas has done Christmas in a box, and we thought, oh, hey, right. this is a way we can kind of take this church wide. And, yeah. and first, I want to say thank you to uh, all the devotions are written by life group leaders in our mm. church and I'm some of our and our pastoral staff. Thank you. Uh, there you go. And and so we're thankful for. Their participation, and then also have to pause and just say a huge uh, shout out and thank you to Robin Masters mm-hmm. who helped uh, compile it, edit it, uh, design some things for us, and so we're super thankful for for her participation and volunteering. Are you and all she that mastered she mastered of the, the project. She mastered the project. She did. She really did, and she yeah. helped with the children's guide as well, well thank too. You. Thank so you. So thanks, Lucas Robin, and Robin, for yes, all the work you did together. Um, so I guess really as we where was i going with this before i was like oh, i'm gonna pause and this is what i do all the time because my brain is always five steps behind and five steps ahead uh, but as we i don't um, understand that yeah exactly <laughs> it's like what am i doing where am i we're recording boggy talk um so but as we as we do this who am i <laughs> having an <laughs> what existential you just might... crisis right <laughs> where now. am i who am i <laughs> You're
0: you're just nervous about the questions that we're gonna ask because one involves your boss, your relationship with your boss, (laughs) and so you're like, "How can I say the truth?" But also James is sitting next to me.
1: You know, one of the thing, uh, yeah. Now, now it's coming back to me. One of the things that is we were we're going through the Book of Ephesians, and so (laughs) so, so, if I could turn back time, um, and that's another one. (laughs) Another what? Another another. I'm dying. (laughs) <laughs> All right, wrap it up, wrap it up. Put a what bow on Advent. Oh, you see what I did? There, there? you go. We're, we're, try, we're tying together Ephesians chapter six. That's right, yes. And as we wait, that's you important know, beast. as we wait, uh, what are we doing? And we're, heading we're fighting. We're, we're, we, that's right. We're talking kidding. about the armor of God that's and right. really tying in the armor mm-hmm. of God uh to uh to the coming of Christ. And so I, I would say, just as we approach Advent, um, you know, I saw a great a great quote about this: is are we preparing room for him in our hearts. Like we're decorating our houses, Ooh, you know, like that's mm, what we, that's the purpose of this mm, is to pause and mm, say, mm, we want to keep the focus on Jesus. Mm, and how do mm, we wait? Mm, how do mm. we wait for him? We're active waiters. We are, we're not that's people right, who go uh, hide in a cave like until that. he comes back. Like we are, you know, let his kingdom come as will be done on earth as is him. That's his calling on our mm. lives. And so as we anticipate his return, what are we doing? Well, as we go through this next series, talking about the armor of God and how we prepare ourselves how we stand ready and waiting uh, that's that's the goal and I'm mm, thankful that we have this opportunity so it's good. So there we go. All right. I, I'm back from my existential crisis of right. what I'm doing and why I'm here. Well, speaking and of existential crisis, let's I think it's time to move to some questions. Questions. You got them.
0: Yeah. So uh, we are actually recording this the day before it drops, uh, so we can respond to quick questions here. Yes. And uh, this past Sunday, I wrapped up our series Clarity in Ephesians 6 and talked about uh, the master-slave relationship. Obviously, mm. a lot of nuances to that. I encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, but there were two questions that were—there were several questions. That I got asked, but two that I thought it'd be good to unpack a little bit more. So one is, uh, should we be, uh, in light of the fact that, you know, we established that slavery is an evil, but there have been believers who lived in a world of slavery and they have to figure out how to obey Christ in that world, um, but for believers who have freedom, should we be doing everything in our power to advocate and abolish slavery? Uh, and and I mean, the simple answer to that is yes, of mm-hmm. course. Um, the whole point is if you have power, you either leverage that power for yourself or you leverage that power for others. And if you're following Jesus, you leverage that for others. And so... You want to do whatever is within your power Mm. to reflect uh, what Christ wants. Right. Um, So so I think that we one of the great powers we have in America is um, the freedom of speech. And so I do think that um, and the opportunity to vote. Um, and so, uh, the opportunity to assemble. So I do think that we can, um, be a part of organizing efforts to ensure that there is freedom, um, and opportunity. Absolutely. And so, uh, I mean, I do think a specific thing in the last 20 years or so, our country's become very aware of sex trafficking. Um, and there are a lot of organizations. One more child is probably the biggest one that we're in, connected with, uh, that we support, um, and that are working to do a lot of the hard work. We've talked about that before mm-hmm. of bringing freedom. But absolutely, I mean, injustices in
1: the world are things we should speak to and care about, and that the you know people of God should assemble. Right, a hundred percent. And I think to frame this, there's been I would say culturally in the church maybe some some pushback uh, because there's some people who would say, well, that's not a gospel issue because we should we should be more concerned with evangelizing and sharing right. the gospel. and both and, brother. And it's both and, and here's why. I actually read this over break, and I can't remember right now where I read it, but it's was talking about injustice and is injustice and Christians fighting injustices. Is it a gospel issue? And they said— I it,
0: legitimately can't believe that's a question. I know, right?
1: <laughs> I know, right? But because people do yeah. say because that— of politics. Yeah, because yeah. of politics, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they what they did was frame it this way. It's like the greatest injustice that was ever done— was a perfect God Mm -hmm. becoming flesh and suffering injustice, who he was wrongly accused. He suffered injustice. The the, the cross is an injustice. And because he suffered that, that injustice, because Christ suffered injustice, it gives those who are suffering injustice hope Mm -hmm. because there Mm -hmm. is life beyond the injustice. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And for Christians, because Jesus was willing to, Use his, for lack of better words, his platform. Like we have, you know, like that's a terrible way to frame it. But uh, Jesus I would laid, say he yeah, laid yeah. it down influence, for the yeah. sake of those who could not rectify the injustice themselves. Right. And so we who are in positions of, of power, influence or having mm-hmm. the ability mm-hmm. are called. It is a gospel issue, and you cannot separate the two. Um, now, can we become so focused on injustices that we don't point people to the ultimate? Yeah. Sur- of yeah. course. No one's, I don't, I mean, some people are probably saying that, but we, we, that shouldn't, it is a both and we don't need to draw a line in the sand between this. We just need to keep our focus on Jesus and mm-hmm. serving people and loving people and speaking up when we should speak up, uh, and laying down our lives like Jesus did. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. And yeah. I would say the biggest practical thing we can do, uh, is, I mean, and this isn't true for everybody, but for most people, there's not a lot of individual activism that we can even do, but we can support church uh, churches and believers and organizations working in countries countries. countries where there is not the same freedoms that we have here in America. And we can support organizations that are trying to do something about the evils and injustices that are happening in our country as well. Um, But again, I think a big part of it is is supporting other churches. You know, one of my mentors, Bob Roberts, is majorly involved in um, the uh, establishment of freedom of religion across the globe. Um, We've had some brothers and sisters who have went through persecution. And Actually, the first thing Mm -hmm. I did was call him and the organization he works for and just I kind of, hey, what can we do? And is there something base could even be a part of to help ensure there? Man, we're doing something about this increasing um, persecution that believers mm-hmm. are experiencing. Um, and I would say that it's not just believers, but you know, it, it's anyone. And that's why we we want we we value a society where there is freedom of religion, right? Um, and uh, avoidance of discrimination. And even, you know, there should be and I mean, we get into nuances, but respect for people who have different lifestyles than we believe in, you know, like people shouldn't be imprisoned or enslaved because they, you know, make certain lifestyle choices um, that aren't causing direct harm to other people. So uh, and again, we're getting nuances, but ultimately, I think the simple answer is yes, yes. And if God is putting specific things on your heart and connect you to specific people, then seek what you can do with the power that you have and influence you have.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent. All right. So
0: the other question, next I'll question, ask you this one because um, I actually don't have. Well, I have like twelve hundred bosses and no boss at the same time. <laughs> um, so I talked about the boss employee relationship and you know really like having a submissive spirit and mm. work hard and not grumbling or complaining. But what about when your boss is abusive? Uh, when do you confront your boss? Um, so uh, when
1: I was yelling at you all the time, <laughs> how did you go about that? I came back swinging. Uh, don't do that. Don't come back swinging. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, but uh, I, for
0: clarity, I don't think <laughs> I've ever. You've
1: never yelled yelled at <laughs> Um somebody who. Yeah, works I would strength. say you know one, uh, laying down your life, um, and honoring Christ in your work does not mean being a doormat. Right. Um, and so you, that some people would say having a submission, a submissive spirit means you just have to take whatever comes. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to first examine like your own, what, what is the environment you're in? Right. Um, and, and really what, what recourse do you have? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk to your boss? And I would say that if you're confronting someone who's in, um, a position above you uh you probably should and you and and you've sensed especially in these dynamics where it's abusive or you're being taken advantage of you probably should have someone with you uh yeah. because mm-hmm. it probably if if there is this is a true dynamic that's happening it's not going to go well, probably, um, or it's going to be turned back. So you've got to exercise a lot of wisdom and discernment in how you uh, do that. I would definitely have someone with you. Um, And, you know, there's lots of practical things that you could do. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if there's not receptivity to any kind of confrontation, whether uh, it's by you and a witness or you've got if there is some kind of accountability for the boss, um, then you really got to figure out okay, if this is how it's going to be, is there a way out? Um, right. and, and, and count the cost of that and, and get out. You, mm-hmm. you, I would say you should not stay in a situation where you're being abused and taken advantage of. However, I recognize that some people in those positions don't have, maybe don't have options or don't see the options. And so you need to get outside help, uh, to find options, you know, right. for employment, you know, every, you know, don't yeah. leave any stone unturned, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, because I, I do feel like people, uh, there's people who may stay in that because of something, you know, going on mm-hmm. in their own mind or heart and reasons that they've put themselves in. And they, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. But if you're, if you feel like you're in that position and don't have a way out because you can't find other employment, like you exercise every exhaust, you know, the, every resource you have to find a way out, um, because it's not God's design. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I,
0: there are exceptions to this, but I think, you know, I would first ask, like, so examine our motives, like what, you know, so so if we feel we're in this position, like, okay, let me check my heart first, mm, yep. right? And that, that's always how we want to do that. I mean, in any relationship, let, let me check my heart, examine the things that need to be better. If we still see there's this, like, major issue, then have we addressed any of it with them, you know, mm-hmm. because, um, if we never addressed anything, then the truth is they may be completely blind to it, um and again there are exceptions but by and large i think and, and you probably don't want to like list off all your things but maybe just test the waters like yeah, if i yeah. if i say hey there's this one thing mm-hmm. and if if that increases the pressure then okay we're gonna we're gonna stop what we're doing right here but you may see progress there and so maybe maybe you can make headway a headway after after you keep going for a little bit but ultimately like if you've come to a point where you feel like i do not feel safe um, addressing my concerns um, most organizations have somebody that is who you go to so right. um, whether that's human resources uh you know the u.s government obviously mm-hmm. you know most most leaders do not have full authority. Right, like they have authority. Right, authority absolutely. has been entrusted. I mm-hmm. mean, if you had an issue with me that wasn't being addressed, you would go to our our, de- our deacons. I mean, mm-hmm. that's you know what what you would do. um In a private sector, that's a little different, right. and so you might want to consult legal advice. Mm-hmm. um And then I would ultimately say, as you've said, like you know, if you feel you've exhausted all avenues, like there may just come a point where you got to trust God for your soul. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, well, what about money? Like, what does it profit a man to gain the yeah, world and forfeit his, his whole soul? soul? Yep. Like, um, and I, I would say there too, like, you know, sometimes there may be a need to go public, but is it, vindictiveness or is it protection of other right. people like mm-hmm. you really have to examine your heart and so yeah. you know i i would just say legal advice spiritual advice personal advice from people who know you well yeah. who are going to speak to like no you're the problem yeah don't yeah don't yeah. handle this alone for yeah sure. yeah um but yeah. yeah but i mean ultimately like you're not a slave like you don't have to endure this mm-hmm. you know and so i i was going to use this example i just knocked over a water bottle but i was going to use this example but i just felt like it wasn't i remember when covid uh, was big. Um, that was like three months in Florida. But in our country, it was <laughs> a so while true. longer. And people were like, hey, I don't have to get vaccinated because, you know, God. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're right. But the scripture never says <laughs> that when you trust, because they felt like they were trusting God not to get vaccinated. and We're not going to get in that. But I was telling the, them, like, the, the scripture never says that you won't have to deal with the consequences, consequences of, man, of that. Yeah. You know, so like if you feel convicted about something, like persist, but also know, like, I mean, people felt convicted about sharing the gospel and were beheaded, right? God never promised you (laughs) wouldn't be. And so I I do think as Americans, we tend to confuse what God has promised with what our law says. Mm -hmm. And so like, we need to be aware of that, but we do live in a country where, I mean, there is back to this issue freedom of religion. So we should be having the opportunity to say, Hey, you know, or freedom of speech or whatever. Anyway, I don't know.
1: It's good. I, I agree. We All can talk things. about that. I know. Right. Like Cuz again, you can nuance it out. All right. Game time? Game time. All right. Cuz it kind of serious. It has been. No, I wasn't expecting
0: the yeah. questions to be like but okay. there. They I mean, right. Even with the dress code I'm wearing. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a Christmas <clears throat> decoration over under. Okay. So, I'm going to have nine things, questions, and I'm going to you got to tell me over or under. You is ready? It's like
1: highest retail price without going over No, it's, right? it's different
0: things. Okay. It's different things. All so, right. some of that yes, but okay. So the number of Christmas trees sold per year, okay, fifty million. Is, Is this it US? over U.S. in the U.S. Okay. Is it over or under fifty over. million? Over, under. What thirty million Christmas real trees? Per and year.
1: Real, real and artificial?
0: Real. No, just trees. Real trees sold. Per oh, real trees. But remember, trees. you don't have to oh. buy artificial tree every year.
1: Well, yeah, that's but true. Real trees. Some people do.
0: <laughs> yeah, under. So it's under yeah. thirty million. Oh,
1: okay. I can yeah, see yeah. that. Yeah, So okay. I yeah. stand corrected. But there, I mean, are, there are, at the any Internet given Internet time,
0: like 300 million trees being grown. That's true. Everywhere. How many trees get thrown away every year? I would Ooh, say... Ooh, I want to write a children's book on a discarded Christmas tree. <laughs> oh. I'm serious. Wouldn't oh, that be man. a great idea? Yeah. Dude.
1: That is a yeah. money yeah. What maker What happens? Right there. It gets sent to the chipper.
0: And like, I oh, knew this whole story. <laughs> oh, that can't be. That's why you're not writing the book, bro. I'm That's writing, why I don't write I'm children's books right I'm writing the book. Right He's going to have here like The reality second of life, children. And the gospel. Yeah. Man, I'm serious. That's a good idea. Oh. Okay, don't take it. If you take All it, right. I'm suing you. Oh, man. Okay.
1: Copyright right now. All right.
0: What is the average time it takes for a Christmas tree to grow Ooh. into, like, hey, this can be sold now? Are we talking
1: Charlie Brown so, tree? Are we talking you like know, Macy's? This is like, legit. Okay. So,
0: um, uh, over or under five years? over correct it's seven to twelve
1: years okay i mean you know if you want a real tree it's got to be at so, least six yeah, feet you yeah know. so when
0: you think you're buying that tree right, right. like and mm-hmm. you know it's got i don't do real trees because i don't want
1: maggots and oh bugs man in my house, that happened but, to us one time when i was a kid yeah, like yeah. we came back we went to see family Squirrel. and came back and there was like bugs had hatched in our house because they, they were in the tree and that's
0: yeah but but um the reason it's as expensive as it is even mm-hmm. though I was cost effective and bought an artificial tree and I only have to buy one every 10 years. The reason it's uh, <laughs> as expensive as it is is because it took seven to 12 years well, to grow. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unless you go out into the woods and just, and chop, just chop it down. And just chop it down. We but did then, that one year and then, it didn't. I think that's the year we had A. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. That. Number three. The percentage of people that have an elf on the shelf oh, in their gosh. house is it over or under 33 percent of people of homes families Un-
1: under families. under it is over no 36 on,
0: percent of families she... have an elf on the shelf
1: oh
0: man yeah now what percentage of them annoyingly post it every day oh
1: that's that's maybe high of, of the people who do it i feel like if you do it you the whole point is that you can show how creative you are listen we've never we
0: i just don't want to be on social media that month because of that
1: listen I'm like i don't care so also that's we- Never done stuff like that, and then Elfism. Ezra, Ezra came home last like dirty year, with elf some, on the shelf, some stuffed elf that he got at a. I, it may have even been here. I don't even know where he got this stuffed elf, and then he was convinced it was. So we started doing. Now he doesn't get anything, but our kids do hide that now for him because they keep the magic alive for him. But he's we a don't stuffed elf though. He's a stuffed elf. It's not the elf on the do you shelf. You like put him
0: on a treadmill, like,
1: like <laughs> that's right. <laughs> do some exercises. Yeah. He's usually okay. like hanging from something because our older kids do stuff, okay. so he's usually in. Uh, yeah, painful positions. Okay. What percentage
0: of people decorate their house outside for Christmas? Mm. So it like should be more house. It should
1: be more. Everyone Over or should under
0: fifty percent. Under. You're correct. Oh. Only four and ten. Wow, people. I was put thinking outside decorations. I, I up. feel
1: like our area has a higher percentage of I agree. people, and I don't feel like it's fifty percent. So that's how I did that. Yeah, assessment. isn't that wild? Yeah. I, so growing up, I w- always wanted to do this. My parents didn't, and then like when I got into college, they started doing it. And I was like, thanks for. <laughs> Can you just like put up one wreath at least or something? <laughs> they, I think they did wreaths, but I you wanted lights. So we do. What lights. are you, an atheist? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, what do you, a the Jehovah's, Jehovah's of Christmas is lights on Maybe your you house. Maybe you are an atheist or Jehovah's no, Witness. No, we do lights now, and I. I love it. Okay. What
0: percentage of people decorate at all? So you don't see all these decorations, but some people, de- a lot more people decorate.
1: Now, is this people celebrating Christmas who don't decorate or just people in general? Who people just, in general.
0: Okay. What people, what percentage of people in the U.S. decorate their house inside or at all? Is it over or under 75%? Wait, they
1: say they don't decorate they at do all. They do decorate. They do decorate their house. Yes. uh Ooh, 75. Over. Yeah, 84% of people decorate. So you you can't always
0: judge a book by its cover. That's right. That's right. Not everybody's a Scrooge. They're just an outside. And I feel
1: like even people who have a problem with Christmas are probably like secretly decorating there because it's just fun to put stuff up. And they've they've got snowmen and Santa and elves they can Mm, put up. Lots of atheists celebrating baby Jesus. Oh, yeah. They're like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. What percentage of people decorate before Thanksgiving? We are those people. Under 25%. You are those people? over it is under oh. it's 24
1: oh no, that's a trick question true <laughs> yeah but no it's not a trick question it was over oh, under. you know 24 all right so yeah we do because we typically have been traveling over oh, thanksgiving I, and I'll so we like to do it beforehand so when we come so back it, it's done yeah. you otherwise pl- you we don't turn do the- on the
0: lights before thanksgiving though do you
1: oh we did this year because the tree it's up you're turning it on so typically we have done mm. the outside lights mm. after thanksgiving and mm. everything and up so this year we did everything and it was great lights are on the average person's utilities
0: <laughs> increase because of Christmas lights. Yes, by twenty dollars over or under that.
1: Well, I'll. When was this survey made? Uh, just a few years ago. Okay, so I'm going to say over because now everything's LED, so maybe it's not that much, but over. It's under
0: what sixteen dollars and thirty eight cents. Oh, well. But there are some people yeah. that it's hundreds of dollars <laughs> hundreds, yeah. Month. Yeah. Ours goes up, Clark, doesn't go much they said now. Clark Griswold's would have been $1,400 a month. That's ridiculous. You know, utilities. That, yeah.
1: that's, I'm not, I would not do that because yeah. I'm way too frugal.
0: Okay. Um, the largest live nativity, there's only two more.
1: I've done terrible so far. Had
0: so. <laughs> over or under 1,000 people as a part of it.
1: You know, there's some church somewhere that's done this, and they wanted to set a record, so it's got to be over.
0: It was in Italy so i think oh, it was okay. catholics
1: oh well <laughs> that was well, just an know. assumption
0: and it was over a, so i think it was more like we're just doing it was over a thousand people yeah as a part <laughs> of the live nativity wow
1: well, i mean were they were what did a thousand people do for the live nativity? there's like limited we should here. On they, Christmas before, they just like angels? make
0: ours a live nativity and like break that record there so we go church can let's just famous. do it
1: you know i'm just thinking like what do people do i guess they just had a lot of people's angels you know, and yeah. maybe lots of shepherds, maybe. lots of, lots maybe. of magi, I guess.
0: Lots of donkeys.
1: <laughs> I was like, but they were like the people, it was a live nativity. So I yeah, guess yeah. They, they were just a lot of shepherds. I yeah, there's just,
0: animals too, yeah, right? I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. That was
1: my friend. Like, they all dressed up as animals. You're like, I mean, no, you think about my... you like
0: walk through, there's shepherd, you know, yeah. like you're getting there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It could be a lot. All right. That's a lot of people. Um, That's a lot of poop. All right. with animals. This isn't a people? Christmas decoration, but I have an ulterior motive in this. Okay. Last year when surveyed. This percentage of people said they plan to attend a church service on Christmas Eve. Was it over or under 50%? Over. Yeah. Over 51% of people yeah, they
1: plan,
0: said they yeah. plan to attend a church yeah. service on Christmas people. Eve. So you think about, I mean, in our town, which seems super churchy, on an mm-hmm. average Sunday, there's less than 20% of our population is in church. Right. But on Christmas Eve, I would say here it's higher, probably over fifty-one percent say they plan to turn church attend church on Christmas Eve. So you have a friend who normally doesn't attend church, who will come with you on Christmas Eve invite them you don't have to do anything else in our church
1: on christmas eve if you have a bunch of people coming just with you. come just come and be here and sit with your friends sit with the family member who doesn't come to church regularly i was looking that way though because you right. have I, stuff to do on that's christmas right eve. i have a good bit to do yeah, yeah. all day we have four services this year we've got 11 we've got uh two three thirty and five and that's because it's on a sunday so yeah it's just gonna be a sweet time i love candles, christmas eve candles communion, communion the, all the thing all the fields. yeah same, same music everything's the same people are going to ask that is a different no it's all four are the same so come to one bring people with you don't come alone uh, which or, one I mean, I if you're coming alone we've got people in? who'll sit with you so do what which one am i repelling no the that's right in? we have we have some crazy pyrotechnics coming on no, yeah, no, we no we don't no i'm not having them here who so, needs
0: pyrotechnics when you have the
1: the fire of the Holy, fire Spirit. Of Holy Spirit. Come That's on. Right. That's right. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to you tuning in next time to Nagi Talk. Thanks
0: for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.